Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 47 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about D2 remaining shows from Sunday, June 25th, and also run down the shows from Monday, June 26th through Thursday, June 29th. For all my Canadian listeners, happy early candidate. All the American listeners, happy early 4th of July. So we're just going to get right into it. We're just going to start with the two shows that I didn't do from this past Sunday's episode because they were live as me and John were recording, so I'm just going to run them very quick. So we're going to kick it off with GCW First New Self. This is the second annual show. So we kick it off with Jack Carver from GCW defeating Broken Finley, representing New Self at 7 minutes and 9 seconds. So GCW gets on the board 1-0. Second match, Cole Roddick, representing GCW defeating New Self's Tyler Franks, 8 minutes and 56 seconds, so GCW takes the lead 2-0. Third match, Hunter Drake, representing New Self defeating GCW's Alex Price, at 9 minutes and 18 seconds, so GCW 2, News Hope finally gets on board 1. Fourth match, 8-man tag team match, we had Team News Hope, that's Donnie Primetime, Ronald Freeman, Stunt Marshall, and Walter 13, defeating Team GCW, that is one half of the tag champs, John Oliver, one call manners, Bobby Flanco, and Jimmy Lloyd, 19 minutes and 29 seconds, so we are tied to a piece. Fifth match, GCW's FE defeating News Hope, Stealing McQueen, 8 minutes and 15 seconds, so GCW in the lead by 1. Six match, six minutes that we have Akago Dev Society, Chris Crown, Kevin Ryan, and Brain 2 represent New Self, defeating GCW's Lost Massage, Cyclone Media Extreme, and John Wimmer in 10 minutes. So we're tied back up again. Semi main event for the GCW World Title Champion, Blake Christian, defeating New Self's Brandon Williams, 16 minutes and 40 seconds. So GCW up four to three. And the main event in a tag team death match, represent GCW at the Ultra Final Champion, Renet Yamashista, and Sawyer Wreck, defeating New Self Champion, Kenzie Page, and Cut. Kylie Alexa represent New Self in 14 minutes and 33 seconds. So the final score is GCW has five and New Self with three. So GCW wins the brand warfare again. So that was GCW versus New Self. Now we will go to AW's and New Japan Forbidden Door. <coughs> so we get over to eight man tag team match. We hit this is the pre show. We have four pre show. We hit Mogul MZ, Swartz Circle in the ring. Our six man touches Brian Cage, Toy Lilia, and Khan. Go against Chaos is Chuck Taylor, Trim Bright, Rock Romero, and team with El Despo Rouds. The first of four pre show matches. So, we're punky with fights with some double team moves on comfort. Chuck Taylor takes in, hits Toy with Soulful in a boot, but Michael M- Mogul Embassy were also in the four as Rock Romero, El Despo, and Chuck Taylor all took turns doing dive. That was kept off by a Moodle from Beretta. Back inside, Leona Flans, Beretta with a pop up Samoa drop. As Beretta remains isolated, Brian Cage connects with a Death Fight on the apron, but Leon missed sleeping sometime. This allows Beretta to hit a Counters the layer into a half and half. Brad dodges a charge of makes a hot take Desperado, and he ran on Swear Strickland. Desperado went after Strickland, but Romero had to stop him so they could group hug and give the people what they want. Desperado got hit with a pop-up triple powerbomb and then swore with the house call. Romero and Strickland slug it up before everything everyone started hitting high and back most of the session. Strickland missed another swerve storm and collides with Cage leading to Strickland being planted with a strong zero for a two count. Romero tries to slice Brad but was met with Cage. As him and Swerve hit an F5 cutter combo and then a Swerve stomp for the victory at 12 minutes and 23 seconds. Fun little pre-show match. It was one 6 out of 10. The second match, we have a quarterfinal match of the 2023 Women's Owen Hart Cup. So the winner will meet Will Nigo in the semifinals. Ring World Women's Chief Athena goes with Billy Starks. <clears throat> Starks hits a thrust kick and a neckbreaker over the knee, but Athena comes back with a kick up head scissors in the court and then talk, trash, trash talks the Toronto Crow. They're not front suplex in the front. So them kept Athena in control as Starks was punted in the ribs and was struggling to get up. Athena took her time climbing the ropes, hit, but got hit with a thrust kick in midair, and Starks hit a Death Valley bomb for a two count. Starks went up top herself, but was crotched as was crotched as both ladies slugged it on the ropes. So Athena hits a hurricane and a pop up power bomb. Both ladies trade draw kicks and Starks went for a swanton bomb. Athena rolls out of the ring to the ring apron. She. Starts one for a dog, but then moves out of the way and rolls out and hits a slam pile driver for the win at 7 minutes and 49 seconds. Fun little matchup here. I give this one 7 out of 10. So Athena will meet Will Nigo in the semifinals, while Skybo will meet the winner of the Britt Baker Ruby Soho match. There are third pre show match battle Canadians here. El Fantasmo goes one with Stu Grayson. <clears throat> Stu Grayson was well, on his tack early, but El Fantasmo was a double leg, then used speed takeover. Then he tries for a springboard walk, but but dove into a winning grace, and Buddy Khan with a slam. Then we get Chopper Stitch that turned into a slap out, and a slugfest, so ELP went for the purple nurple. Stu didn't stand for the nonsense, so he had the sling song, slingshot sent on the apron. 
LP misaligned as, as Grayson bails to the outside to get caught with a tope before a senton off the top rope gets back right for a two kill. Tries to go for CR2, but Grayson fights up by his spinning slam. LP cuts up Grayson in the rotates a super hurt robot followed by Thunder Kiss 86 for a two count. Grayson ducks a sun dev by playing ELP, then hits a 450 splash for a two kill of his own. Then he snake goes for a nightfall, but ELP escapes with a springboard DT followed by CR2. For the win at 7 minutes and 14 seconds. I get this one 6 out. This was a fun little match. Then our final pre-show match. We have uh, 6 minute. Excuse me. 6 minute tag team match. We had United Empire. Junior Tag Team Champs. TJP. Kyle Fletcher. And Jeff Cobb. Go against LIJs. Junior Champion. Hiromo Takahashi. Shingo Kagi In Bushi. United Empire. Dex LJ at the belt. Isolates Bushi. But almost immediately out of the gate. Jeff Cobb connects with a same Moonsoul. <laughs> but Boosie draw kicks the leg out and takes from Roma Takahashi and he ran well. Then Roma with a shotgun drug and TGP in the car, but he caught Takahashi in this clutch just with an overhead belly to belly suplex. Shingo Takagi makes a tag and fires a Florence for Carl Fletcher. It hits a half and a half full by thrust kick for TGP hits a Mamba splash. Goes for the cover, but Shingo kicks out at two and a half. Cobb and Hiromu and Fletcher Bushi both pair off outside as Shingo plays TGP with a pop-up death belly driver. TJ Takagi uh, hits him with a poppy bomber, goes for the count, but Jeff Cobb broke it up. Hiromu and Bushi hit dueling dies as TGB ducks the last of the dragon, but T but Takagi drills him to the mat with the mate in Japan for the victory at seven and a half minutes. Honestly, fun, great main event pre-show match, quote unquote. I just want seven out of ten. Now we go to the main show. And by the way, I forgot to mention top of this review. So Adam Cole and Tom Waller were supposed to meet one on one, but Adam Cole was sick, so he couldn't. So Tom Waller. Um, was on Dark Rats for San Pentago, so that's I forgot to mention that, so I do apologize. But let's get into the main show. We start with the AW World Title match. MJF defends one third of the never open weight six man tag team champs for Roshi Tanahashi. MJF mocks Tanahashi's air guitar, then he bails to the outside once Tanahashi took over and chance a coward rained out with Tanahashi conducting the fans. MJF came back and wanted a handshake, but Tanahashi didn't follow for it, so he slapped MJF silly. And then MJF shields himself to Bryce Rinsberg and took control by draping Tanahashi over the top rope. And then Tanahashi rolls for a knee lift into a roll up, but he charges again. But MJF locks an animal stretch by occasionally putting his hand on the top rope. MJF got caught. And, and then Chuck Rinsberg kicks the hand free to allow Tanahashi to build momentum. After hitting his somersault sent on, Tanahashi eventually hits Aces High. That's basically a standing high fly flow. As MJF tried a flow or earn the car run off the top rope, followed by a sling blade. Tanahashi again took too long trying to get to his feet from under on top of the MJF to crotch him and follow out a superplex. He goes for a heat seeker, but Tanahashi fired by landing right on his knee. MJF comes back with a double underhook shoulder breaker, did it on the bat knee and hurts him in the process. He spat and trash talked Tanahashi as he barbed because with a poke to the eyes. MJF flips off the crowd, but that got turned into a dragon's true, and then Tanahashi locks in a clover relief. MJF gets the roast, but Tanahashi comes back with a twist and shout. That's a spinning neck breaker and a sling before going up for the high flight flow, basically a frog splash. But MJF gets the knees up. MJF rolls to the floor and wants to use the world title, but Remsburg takes the title away from him, and Tanahashi had the virtual pin on him. But MJF sends him into Bryce and then achieves it with the diamond, dynamite diamond ring to get the title, the win, and retain the title at 15 minutes and 46 seconds. Honestly, fun opening match between MJF and Tanahashi. You kind of knew it was a little predictable, but I mean, it's not a bad thing sometimes. But honestly, I like this. I just want to honestly, I like this match when the love about the Swerve Tanahashi match on Collision. But overall, it was a fun match. Then we kick next match on the main show. We had the we start the men's quarterfinal match of the 2023 Owen Hart Cup. CM Punk will go one with Satoshi Kojima. So Kojima fires our shots in the corner, and then Punk charges them, but got hit with a hip toss. This low. Kojima to flex for the crowd. Punk fight by Mox Kojima by Sim to the outside where both men trade chops. Punk was in over the ring attempt. They wanted to really talk about bringing out Dasha in the process. Then they get back inside the ring. Kojima was caught by leg leary as Punk did the Hogan hand to the ear and hits a leg drop for a two count. Then 10 corner punches from Punk and then he fearlessly picked Kojima apart by Mox Kojima by Young Kojima's name. After some chops, this welcome Kojima as he fired off machine gun chops. Kojima nails Punk with an elbow drop off the top of to the uh, private area. Punk blocks Kojima. Goji covers he hits a corner knee strike and a top or elbow. Then Punk locks an anaconda vice but strikes it ahead as Kojima got free. Then more chops by Punk. Tries to go for the GTS, but Kojima escapes into chops at home. 
I was on deadly into a Koji cutter. Punk carried the Lariat into a neckbreaker, tries for GTS again, but Kojima cares about Brain Buster. He misses Lariat one more time. Punk with the high kick, and then I go to sleep. I finally connected for the win at 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Fun little match this one as well. I give this one 7 out of 10. So Punk will meet the winner of the Roger Strauss Mojo match. Also, since we're talking about Dolan Hart, I, there are closure spoilers out here. I know who advances to the semifinals, but I'm not. For anyone that does not want to get spoiled, I'm not going to say who advanced, so I'm just going to leave it non-spoiled. So Punk will meet the winner of the Samoa Joe Roger Strong match. That'll be on the July 8th episode of Collision. Tony Khan announced that last night on Twitter. But honestly, you kind of knew Punk was advanced. Again, predictable, but it was still pretty good. I, I really enjoyed this match. Now we go to another title match for the show. This for the AEW International title. Orange Cassidy defends the New Japan Pro Wrestling Television Champion, Sags Virginia, Ring War Pure Champion, Kashira Shibata, and Dale Garcia. Orange Cassidy tries little kicks on everyone, but CSG, Sabre Jr., Shabbat, and Garcia play hot potato with Cassie's leg. Sabre and Shabbat found themselves sent to the outside, and Cassie hits a dog back and die as everyone took turns trying to put submissions on Cassidy. Garcia and Sabre Jr. were about to fight when Shabbat takes to take them both on. Garcia was getting shoved away until he started dancing. It was on to Sabre and Shabbat beating him down. All four men take each other with a series of big boots. Return to a full right big boot and and an all four men would go down. The Shabbat and Saber Jr. do doing corporate twists as they slap each other so holding on as Garcia and Cassie got double sleepers. Everyone took turns with suplexes till Cassie had stunned Doug Miller and a DDT on Garcia for a two count. Saber Jr. wrenches at, wrenches at Cassie's wrist but got thrown in the rim post as back inside Garcia hits Shabbat with the pure title for a two count. Then Shabbat starts on forms. Nails Garcia was on stuff the corner stall and draw kick. Shibata and Cassie face off. They both stand down and train slaps. They'll call back to their match back in Lake City in November of last year. I, believe. I know it was last year or something. I just can't remember exactly when. Shibata went for a home run shot, but Cassie faked the hands in the pockets and connects with orange punch. Shibata flew him with a strike. Cassie hits beach break, but Saber June comes in and stomps on the wrist. Saber June carries the mousetrap and the stomp stomp melee, but Saber June went for a submission as Shibata locks in a weird naked choke. Garcia tried to line up to get booted to the outside, and Saber June hits a European clutch. Goes with the pin, but Garcia broke it up. So he plants Saber Drew with a pile driver. Shabbat hits the PK, and Cassie sends Shabbat to the floor and gets a crucifix pin on Garcia to retain the title at 11 minutes and 27 seconds. <clears throat> Another match I really enjoyed. You, you figure Garcia was getting because he was the only champion, not only person in this match who was not a champion, but I just want seven out of 10. This was great. Then we go to the IWGB World Heavyweight title match. Sanaa defends his jungle boy, Jack Perry. Perry gets a quick takedown, locks his snare trap, but Sanaa got the rope break. Sanaa tried regrouping outside, but he jungle boy hits a tobe. Back inside, both men tried the paradise lock, but Sanaa won the exchange. Once free, Perry tries a strike exchange, but crumble off a chop. So jungle boy nails Sanaa with a lyric and a tiger drop for a two count. But Sanaa responded with a neckbreaker into a double down, then both men trade strikes with Perry, tried to crucifix, but Sanaa got a fireman carry, which Perry countered into a skull and got a Sanaa's uh, submission move. Sanaa gets the rope break and then caught a running jungle boy with a TKO, goes for the cover, but only got two count. Sanaa misses the moonsault, lands on his feet, then he got the skull in briefly, but Perry hits a poison rana. Perry tried for the home run shot, but Sanaa ducks and got the swing skull in before he spikes with a poison rana zone, shining wizard, and for a two count, and then a moonsault to put Jungle Boy away at 10 minutes and 49 seconds to retain the IWGB world title. Honestly, if this one, he was okay, which is kind of there. I don't know, I'd find it just couldn't get out first gear. I just want six out of 10. It's far, this is actually, out of this main show, this is actually the weakest thing on the show, but. We'll talk about more. Sorry, one of the weakest things, I should say. After match, FTW champion Hook helps Perry up with the ramp, and Hook holds up Perry's hand, and, hand, and then Jungle Boy nails him with a Larry. He draws his knees and soaks in the booze and mocks the crowd, waving their hands. He holds up the FTW title and tosses a hook, and then he stops top of the ramp and went to the heel side to the back. You kind of figure this heel tower was happening, but I'm glad. I think it was time for Jungle Boy to go heel. And now, the next match, we go to a 10-man tag, never open-weight six-man tag, champion Hiron. Tomo Hero Ishii, the elites, Hangman Page, Matt and Nick Jackson, and Eddie Kingston teams up to go against the Blackpool Combo Clubs. John Moxley, Bring Him Up, Watch Him, Claudio Castanoli, Willia, Shudo Umino, and Kanosuke to catch them. So Castanoli, Claudio bails for Eddie Kingston, so Umino and Hangman Page have a fast opening sequence. And Ishii to catch a jump and had an extended form battle. And then they trade a series of shore blocks that both men did not. Um, so until both men just finally collapse, Young Bucks. 
to some offense, and everyone towards Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, stand in the face as the trial crowd goes crazy. Moxley first to for the first form as Kingston lowers his straps, and we have a chop bottom. Then everyone starts on the outside as Kingston and Moxley are just still chopping the shit out of each other. And then Paige hits a moonsault on the floor to everybody out. Claudio gets a cheap shot on Kingston in the chop war. Yuta picks up the pieces. Moxley takes a cheap shot on Kingston as Claudio comes back with a boop. The cut. <clears throat> Sorry. I almost said Takagi. The cash down locks Kingston in a camel clutch. Ishii trying to bring up at the cash down. Knocks out Ishii with a vicious form. I mean, that form. Oh my god. And then Kingston remained isolated until he blocks a boot from Claudio, then hits a lariat was meant to take, but Moxley still in front of them. The chop out to both men hit lariats. Ishii recovers around while countering a suplex from Claudio into a brain buster. The cash jumps and hits a haluba kick. Umino pops up with a pop up knee. Ishii sends Moxley into Umino and then plants with a back suplex into a double down. Heyman and the Kesha collide when the Kesha try to go for the Kesha line, but was caught with a roaring elbow. Heyman cleans house outside the ring, says the Kesha into the winning arms of the Young Bucks for hitting a shooting star press off the apron. Heyman comes up with a top row close on back inside for a two count. The Kesha gets out of that eye, but got hit with a triple kick, super kick by the Young Bucks as the Young Bucks miss BT Trigger and both of their knees collided with each other. Kesha hits a German, double German suplex in the young bucks, then recovered enough for a super kick party. Moxley was about to hit, but Kingston takes the ball for his friend as Matt Jackson got hit with a blue thunderbolt from the Kesha for a two count. The Kesha nails Matt with a Casador suplex before Moxley and Uno hits a heart attack, then a giant swing from Claudio and a Yuta with a draw kick. I kind of like that little callback to the tag team with Claudio and Tyson Kidd <coughs> in WWE. Excuse me. Claudio and Yuta went for the rocket launcher, but Nick Jackson got, just got enough of Yuta and made her stop the move. Ishii makes a take, hits Yuta superplex as Kingston and Ishii switch Yuta with lariats. Everyone starts taking each other moves. Ends with Claudio ending it, getting hit with a spinning bat fist from Kingston. He gets hit with a moxie cutter. Yuta avoids buckshot lure from Hangman, but was turned into by lure from Ishii and then a brain buster for the win at 21 minutes and 29 seconds. This match, really, I really, really enjoyed this match. I like the storytelling in this match. I guess one nine out of ten. I can't wait for their their third match. <clears throat> Spoiler: They're gonna be a blood and guts, but it's probably gonna be. Well, Kingston can't really do because he's in G one, but still, it, it'll probably be Omega taking Kingston's spot. So then we go to a women's title match. We have Tony Storm defense against the New Japan's strong woman Shin Will Nightingale. Tony Storm tries sneak attack, but Will hits a shotgun drop to send Storm to the outside with Ruby Silver and Ray distract him. Nightingale was not having none of it since both women into each other, only for Tony to come up with a hip attack. Surya and Soho get cheap shots in as Storm took control with a snap suplex. Will fight out full Nelson in the spinning slam to create some distance. While in the apron, Tony tried to go for Storm Zero, but Nightingale counters into a Death Valley driver on the apron. Back inside the ring, Nightingale hits a running Death Valley driver as she went for a moon toll. The referee saw the outcast throw Storm a spring. Spray paint can, spray paint can. There we go. So he tosses both legs out, but now Nango misses the moonsault and a snap to sweet cheeks in their DT connected for Storm for a two count. Will drops Storm with a nine with a spine buster for locking a figure four. Storm escapes and won the hip attack again, but Nango pounds her to the floor. Back inside now, Nango hits his core. Lariats but Storm pulls the referee from her, breaks the ice, and then Storm zero to put Nango away at ten minutes and twenty seven seconds. This was fun. I really enjoyed this one. I get this one 6 out of 10. And now we go to the IWGB US title match. Kenny Omega will defend against Will Ospreay. This is a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom earlier this year. So this review, I can't do it justice, but I'm going to talk about it as well. So, so Ospreay with was worn early about high jumps to the throat as each man countered one went into an Oscar into a stalemate. Thumb to the eye and chops by Osprey. He points to the crowd as well as Omega. They hit the Hurricane and you can't escape move. Osprey bails to the outside and Omega try to go for his terminated job, but Don Callis hooks the leg and securely steps from him. Referee Paul Terra ejects Callis as Osprey hits a sling slide dive and dove Omega knee first in the steps. Back inside, a spring neckbreaker led to a delayed vertical suplex. Osprey stays in control. Omega counters a hip. A counter of an Omega hip toss in the corporate twist led to a misdirect drop kick to the knee of Osprey, followed by the Katato Crusher. Osprey hits a wall walk into Guri as he drapes Omega on the top or hits a shooting star press, followed by Os Cutter onto the apron. That was a nasty bump. Osprey will. <clears throat> we get the Wrestle Kingdom table spot as, Ome as Osprey slams Omega's head onto the announce table and that busts him open. Back inside, 
Osprey licked the blood of Omega and then said yum. And then we got the you sick fuck chance. Omega tried to fight back, but collapsed to inks to a row and elbow. Osprey hits a feed trigger, grabs a Canadian flag, and pulls a Shawn Michaels from Survivor Series 1997, wipes his ass with it, and then Omega hits Illyria and then chokes Osprey over the top rope with the flag. And then Omega hits a running feature that sends over the barricade lane to Omega slamming Osprey hit first in the steps, causing Osprey to, bust, to be busted open. <laughs> Omega followed by the DT on the steps as we're back inside. Os- Omega tries a triangle choke, but Osprey powers to a power bomb. Both men tried a series of German suplexes. Omega hitting a feed trigger, but Osprey comes back with a Spanish fly for a two count. Osprey, of course, you gotta be in Canada. You gotta lock in the sharpshooter, but locks into a crossface. But Omega guts to the ropes for a rope break. Osprey hits Koala kicks and chops Omega tries to fire back, but nothing behind strikes. Thrust kicks by Osprey. He tries for Os Carbos cut with a knee in midair. Snapdragon suplexes knee to the back. Pose around as by Pile Driver combination got Omega two count. Omega tries to go for the leg trap neck breaker in a feature to the corner as they went up to the ropes. Omega won a avalanche one wing angel, but Osprey carries into the cheeky Nandos. Nandos, sorry. Omega rolls to the outside where Osprey immediately hits guy twister press. They're back inside again. Osprey hits a springboard forearm to the back as Osprey wanted him blade, but Omega ducks it, tries to lure but Osprey float into a Liger bomb. That was a beautiful spot. Osprey with a top robot cutter for a two count. Omega counter Stormbreaker into a, a dead eye. Then we see Don Callis comes back to the ring. Omega hits repeated knees as Callis clutches Osprey as there's a tug of war between him and Callis. And the referee steps in as Callis gives Osprey a screwdriver out of his pocket. And Will hits Omega with it, hits a him blade and a Stormbreaker. And Omega puts his foot on the rope. I actually thought that was it. Osprey hits feet trigger in a one-way angel, but Omega kicks out a one. I really enjoyed that spot. Then we get a slugfest. Osprey hits a hook kick. Omega comes back with a brain buster. Omega hits Karate Traff. We haven't seen that in a very long time. It's basically a luncheon chair German suplex combination. That's what that is. Both men counting charge finishers. Osprey hits a ripcord hidden blade. Tiger Driver 91. Another hidden blade and then a Stormbreaker for the win. And then came a two-time IWGB United States champion at 39 minutes and 50 seconds. Wow. What a match. I can't do it justice by reviewing this, but this was great. Honestly, out of the two, I like this one a tiny bit better than the Wrestle Kingdom match, but both of them also these spoiler for my top 500 matches 2023. The Honestly, I I think I got my top two. They, they're at least in my top five to ten. So, but I give this one 20 out of 10. By the way, this breaks my scale for highest match ever. But I can't wait for their third match. Wonder if they're gonna do it at all in or next year's Wrestle Kingdom. We'll have to wait and see. But no, Osprey could go into it as G1 as the IWGB US champion. But honestly, spoiler, easily best match of the night. But I'll talk about my matches of the night after his review. And then I this is the calm down match after that. This is the trio Suzuki Gods, Chris Jericho, Minoru Suzuki, and Sam Guevara. Go get Sting, Darby Allin, and Tsuya Naito. Naito disinstalling as Guevara responds with a draw kick and a kick up and then poses. Naito chucks Guevara to the floor and does his tranquilo pose. Both men turn on the speed briefly before Darby Allin moves. Minoru Suzuki takes in. Darby dares Suzuki to hit him and Suzuki said, All right, I'll do it and hits him. <laughs> and then Darby nearly got a pin off a rear neck and choke before Sting makes a tag and Jericho screamed for a tag. Suzuki. Did after he didn't want to, but he finally did it. And then Suzuki attacks him from behind, and everybody brought Sting. Jericho's lucky in the ring for Jericho mocks a Sting how and get it. He got ended up in the Scorpion Deathlock as a result. Guevara comes in with a nasty cutter off the top rope, and then leads Suzuki out to the trio of pros. Sting fight back, tags in Darby. He ran out, hits a cover on Guevara for a two count. Jericho distracts long enough for Guevara to hit a top rope Spanish fly as both Darby and Sammy clunk hits on the double down. Now Jericho taken. Jericho carries Gloria into a sleeper as Guevara and Suzuki log their own sleepers on Darby and Sting. The match goes to the outside where Darby hits a fast time to Suzuki, but he went at Jericho. He got, got hit with a mid-air juice effect. <clears throat> Sting got sent into the barricade as Jericho pulls out a tail from under the ring and puts Sting on it. Jericho demanded Guevara to put it first, so he hit a 630 splash on table. That was a crazy but I think Sting was supposed to move, but he never did. No, it gets Sting up to avoid a line. So Jericho counts this deal into the walls of Jericho. Sting hits. Put some of the Scorpion Deathlock, but Suzuki appears and traps Sting in a weird naked choke. Now broken up hits a code breaker for. But he got hit with a code breaker for a two count. Suzuki and Naito went out until Sting and Naito worked together. This Sting hits Suzuki with a Lariat and then Naito rolls him up for the win at 15 minutes and 9 seconds. This was an alright trails match. Gives one 6 out of 10. 
I didn't like Mario Grandpa getting pinned, but oh well. But honestly, I can't. I'd rather see Minoru Suzuki for Sting more than Jericho and Sting. Honestly, but honestly, this one's six out of ten. Now we go to the main event of the second annual Forbidden Door. Never overweight six man tag champ Kisushka Okada goes on with Brian Danielson. Danielson escapes to grabs El Okada early on tries for Romero special, but stomps on the knees instead of the match bills to the outside where Okada hits a big boot that sends Danielson into the crowd. Danielson counters the driven DD and sends Okada into the ring post. Danielson comes over to run, draw a kick for the ropes, followed by diving the off the apron. He works on the right shoulder, goes for Charles. Okada wakes up, and no, he knows so as he led to a flapjack. As a big boot drops Danielson, as Okada hit a leaping corner splash, a DT for a two count. Danielson was placed in the corner, and Okada draw kicks him to the outside where Danielson rivers the whip into the guardrail, misses the charge in the crowd, and Okada hits a crossbody over the barricade. That was a cool spot. It always is. Excuse me. Back inside, Okada locks on money clip, turns into an air raid crash. Okada wants a avalanche showing slow, but Danielson fights over and hits a missile draw kick. Both men trade a long series of uppercuts that got more intense and goes on to Okada fires off his shotgun draw kick. Danielson comes back with a release German suplexes, series of running boots in the corner, where the third Okada comes back with a draw kick. Danielson ducks Rainmaker, but Okada hits another draw kick. He tried to go for the top of elbow drop. Danielson caught him with a disarmor and then locks in a little bell lock. Okada gets to the ropes and then Danielson punts him to the floor. He clutches up a Rainmaker, but it hits a charging draw kick and then some yes kicks. Okada hits a home run shot and connects with a tombstone on the ramp. He gets him back in the ring and Okada hits a top rope elbow, then does his Rainmaker pose. Danielson was dead. F. Bryce comes with, for the doctor as Danielson was looking like he's about to have a seizure. This was trying to go for Danielson, but Danielson was playing possum and hits a psycho knee into a double down. Danielson flips out a German suit, but hits another psycho knee for going kicks Okada's head in. Tries to log in with the label lock of one arm, but couldn't do so as hit his. Connects his Danielson to the S chance, ran to a draw kick from Okada as he nails Lancelot and a Rainmaker for a close, close two count. Both men duck each other's finisher attempts. Danielson finally gets to the bell lock and he had to use his leg to wrap Okada in such a crazy way that Okada had no choice but to tap out for the submission win at 27 minutes and 47 seconds. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, I know Dream Match gets thrown a lot, but this was one I was really excited for. I just went 10 out of 10. My only nitpick is I didn't really like that uh, seizure spot. Honestly, that was my only nitpick. And Danielson, 10 minutes in this match, broke his arm. Uh, he's going to be out. Originally, they said six to eight weeks, but he's actually going to be out a lot longer, which is Danielson's speedy recovery. But they said, I've seen reports that apparently this is go ten, an extra 10, 20 minutes at the most. But honestly, I really enjoyed this match. I can't wait for the rematch down the road. But I just want 10 out of 10. But here is the um but overall I really enjoyed this show. I give this overall score I just one eight or nine out of ten. I can I like this year's a little bit better than last year's, but not by much. But honestly, matches of the night for me are on the IWG US title match, Okada versus Danielson, and the ten that's my top three. That's because they have the highest but anything basically anything seven and higher I recommend checking out as well. But that was for Ben Door. And then we will move into the Monday, June 26 shows. So we'll kick it off with All Japan Pro Wrestling's Dynamite Series Night 4. So we'll kick it off with tag team match. We had Evolution's Hikari Saito and Dan Tamara. Go defeat All Japan Pro Wrestling TV 6 minute tag champ Black Marente and Kenhedra Arif via Powerbomb. 6 minutes and 23 seconds. We're actually going to first. Itani entered a 15-minute time limit draw. But nobody decided to beat All Japan Pro Wrestling TV 6-minute tag team champ Togo Amori via jumping DT 6 minutes and 47 seconds. 6-minute tag team we had astronauts Fiermi Abe and Takai Nomura. Teams were right anyway versus Yoraki Doi, Hokuto Amori, and Naoki Tensagi entered a 20-minute time limit draw. One half of the world tag team champs Kento Minor, Kento Mehara defeating Koroto Suzuki via roll 14 minutes and 14 seconds. Tag team match in Brothers, June and Ray. For Suwama and Dasaki Sakimoto ends in a double count of 8 minutes and 31 seconds. In the main event, six-man tag team match with Triple Crown Heavyweight Champ Yuji Nagata, Roki Honda and Master Wado, Defendi Oyagi Brothers, World Tag Champ Yuma and Jurovichu Asuki, and All-Asian Tag Champ Yoshitatsu by submission via Nagata Lock number 4 on Yoshitatsu, 16 minutes and 32 seconds. That was All Japan Pro Wrestling. And then we'll go to Dragon Gate's Railgate Night 14. So we kick it off with 
some tag team match. We had D Courage open a Dream Gate champ, Madoka Kitty Yuta and Yuki Yoshioka defeating C Brass's Kai and Hayo Fiero and Larry at 10 minutes and 12 seconds. More tag team this time is one half of the open a 20 gate champ, Yasushi Kanda and Jakey Horaguchi defeating Keiji Tora and Problem Dragon, Fiorayo 10 minutes 54 seconds. Six man tag team match with Shun Skywalker, D Monte, and Ishin of C Brats. They defeat Naturalizes, open to Triangle Gate Champ, Dragonfell, Kamei, and Trauma CJ, Team of Ultimate Dragon, Fiat, Fled to Finale on Kamei, 8 minutes and 13 seconds. Tag to match, we had M3 Crates, open to 20 Gate Champ, Shibushi Mushuki, and Masushi, Misaki Mushuki, defeating Dragon Gate, Rai Fuja, Yogasuka, Cutter on Fuda in 15 minutes. In the main event, 8 man tag to match, we have Gold Classes, Ben K, BB Hawk, and Kota Minora, Team of Yamao, defeat Naturalizes, open to Triangle Gate Champs, Kazi, Bilash, Mushu. Open a very good game, Jason Lee and UTP Gallery on UT. 17 minutes and 19 seconds. So that was Dragon Gate. And now we will go to Monday Night Raw. This is the final Raw before Money in the Bank. So we kick it up with a video recap that led to the upcoming match between Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. And by the way, we're live from Savannah, Georgia for this Raw. Then we see Women's World Champion Rhea Ripley and Dominic are in the ring. Dominic tries to welcome fans to Raw, but booze from the crowd drown him out. So Rhea Ripley then calls Cody Rhodes a loser and says momentum has been slowing down as of late. And she says Dominic will bum out his misery in London, England. So Cody's music gets he makes his way down to the ring. Cody says he knows what they're trying to do. It welcomes fans to Raw. <laughs> Dominic tried to speak out once again, but he's caught by more booze. He whispers some to Rhea. And she says Dominic told her that she, he would show Cody exactly how dangerous and Cody trains for the education. He proves to be affected and invites Dominic to share how he feels. He says those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. He says Dominic quoted from a children's book, Cat in a Hat. Guess he's just that. So Dominic and Rhea retreat to the back and Cody asks where they're going. He says he will give him a free shot and Dominic hops back up in the apron. He dismisses Cody and hops down for him to the back before Cody asks if he wants to find out Dominic is how the man his father is or simply he's mommy's little boy. I actually enjoyed this opening segment. I I don't really care for the match, to be honest with you, the money in the bank, but I thought this was a pretty good opening segment. And speaking of money in the bank, we got two members of the men's money in the bank ladder match going one-on-one here. Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura wastes no time to fire right hands and knees and delivers a knee to Ricochet's midsection. Ricochet fires by with a scissors kick and low bridges Nakamura on the apron, but Nakamura locks in a sleeper. Ricochet escapes and delivers an integrated for both men and each other tumble to the floor with boots. Bronson redeploys, but applause before Ricochet hits him with an integrity and Nakamura lands a boot, then gets back inside the ring and takes out Reed once again. Reed looks to get in the ring, but the referee ejects him from ringside as we go to commercial break. When we come back for break, Ricochet delivers a springboard cross body, falls with a series of forms, a springboard back up, and then delivers a standing shooting star press and goes for a cover for a two count. Ricochet looks for a moonsault, but Nakamura gets his knees up and plants him. Tries to go for the king shot stuff, but Ricochet catches with a recoil, clumps the top rope. Nakamura trips him and hits a knee to the midsection. But Ricochet manages to hit a standing slice break, goes to the back, up to the top rope, and it connects with a shooting star press for the win at 10 minutes and 50 seconds. This match was really fun opening match. I just won 7 out of 10. And then we go backstage, we see a confident Matt Rail talking to Barra Sexton about his challenge for, to Guns N' Roses and Aaron Collins Money Bank. That was uh, earlier in the day before Raw started. Luke Wick, Kaiser walks in, and he attacks Rail before Gunther Pierce accepts the challenge. Then after the break, we go backstage to Adam Pierce before Dominic and Rhea Ripley walk in. Dominic demands a match in the show to prove how tough he is to Cody. He says he has someone in mind, and Pierce asks who. Rhea rips him to Dominic and tells Pierce he'll get back to him to close that statement. We'll talk about that when we get closer. Second match. Preview of the women's tag team title match at Money in the Bank. One half of the champs, Ronda Rousey, goes well with Raquel Andreas. Masters with a lockup. R- Ronda hits a kick to Raquel's midsection, but Raquel plans with a delay for a suplex. Then Rousey sets up for Piper's pit, but Raquel escapes and hits a short tackle. Rousey locks an ankle up, but Andreas fights her way up and looks for an arm submission, but Raquel counters it. In with follow, like, lands a second one and looks for a cross group elbow. Shayna pulls Rousey out of the way before Liv Morgan takes it on the outside as Rousey takes advantage and rolls up Raquel for the victory. At 2 minutes and 20 seconds. I mean, it was just there. I just won 3 out of 10. And then we go to a video of Finn Balor. He has a message for the World Heavyweight Champ, Seth Rollins. And speaking of Seth Rollins, he makes his way down to the ring. And he welcomes Savannah Georgia to Monday Night Rollins. Gives a shout-out to NXT champion Carmel who's in the audience. He thanks Carmel for having us back this past Tuesday on NXT. And after Finn Balor attacked him, he says they have more in common than what meets the eye. He says they're both fighting champions and promotes 
Carmelo's NXT Tom match on the second night of Gold Rush with Baron Corbin before watching him walk. Then he addresses his Money in the Bank match for Finn Balor. He's the guy's answer about which Balor will become the Money in the Bank last week. And he calls him out to the ring. So he doesn't appear. So Ron says Finn will be keen hiding in the shadows. He says Balor hasn't convinced himself and he's supposed to take everything bronze like he did seven years ago. He says despite not being 100% tonight or on Saturday afternoon, Balor hasn't get on form. Ron says it wishes him Balor in the ring. Balor's best version is not as good as he is. He tried, So we see Balor, he tried to blindside Rollins with a chair, but he sees him come knocks the chair out of his hand. Reigns have right hands for Balor, grabs the chair. Rollins knocks it out of his hands, wants to give up. Rollins dumps out of the ring and Reigns have more right hands. Balor sends a crash in the ring, steps in the announce table, and then doors kick to the midsection. Grabs a chair for the timekeeper's area. Carmel grabs it out of his hand, allow Rollins to close line into the air, timekeeper's area, and then Balor retreats for the crowd to close that segment. I actually really enjoyed this segment as well. More, I'm... They have they never had bad matches all the times they met, so I can't wait for the Money Bank ladder match. Sorry, the world title match of Money Bank tomorrow night. And then we go to a video of Barn Sites with Tommaso Ciampa. He asked Ciampa why he tagged Miz last week, and Ciampa explains his frustration over the fact that Miz never checked on him once he got injured. So we were supposed to get this match, but it never happens as Miz attacks Ciampa halfway down the ramp, sends him in the barricade, suplexes him, and then hits a skull crush from that bottom ramp, so this match didn't even get started, so I can't give a rating. Then we go back to the Imperium strategies for the Money in the Bank match with Riddle before the Tag Team Champions Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens walk into Vin Riddle's honor, leading to a great one one match between Sammy and Gunther later in the show. And then we go to Dominic Vistero one on one with Akira Gisele. That's the big, strong opponent. So Dominic bars all stumps close, hits the knee to the midsection to sell. To sell comes out with right hands, hit her, her ground on running knee. Climbs to the top where hits a flying short tackle. Action goes to the outside where Tazal hits a tope suicida. He tosses Dominic back in the ring, climbs to the top with Mysterio, trips him, climbs to the top where him, hits a frog splash for the super quick win at a minute 50. Now, my rule is if it's a minute and over, it gets to rain anything after that doesn't, so this counts, so I get this one 2 out of 10. And then we go to the money, Women's Money in the Bank Summit. Corey Graves welcomes fans to that and explains how the match works, but Bailey cuts him off and brags about being the only woman in the match to win the ladder match. She has the biggest chance of winning the ladder match, but cracks herself says Eos Guy also has a good chance of winning before Eo tells Bailey made the best woman win. Selena Vega expressed her frustrations with Bailey dismissing everyone into the match and says Becky Lynch has accomplished everything except win money in the bank. She calls Trish Trash a legend. That's never been a ladder match. Everyone's looking at the next Miss Money in the Bank. Bailey laughs, but Selena tells her she'll start taking her seriously when she proves her wrong and brings a briefcase back to the LWO. Bailey says Selena is a bigger idiot. Then she looks and starts arguing along with Eo. Then Zoe Starks tells him to calm down. And Trish says she's a bunch of little girls. She says it's clear to her why she needed to save the women's division. Because she is a woman. She says she's the best and greatest woman to ever wrestle, and winning is what she does. She says everyone will be thanking her for letting her be part of the historical moment, then asks Becky if she's man enough to thank her when all is said and done. So Becky takes a shot at Trish and begin brawling for her as her and Starks, as Damage Control beat up, beat down Selena in the corner. Becky sends Trish and Starks out of the ring before Damage Control target her. Selena helps Becky and dumps Bailey out of the ring, but Sky jumps her and sends her out to join her. Eo levels everyone on the outside after brawling with Lynch. Ellen Lynch climb up the ladders and hook the woman's money in the bank briefcase to close that segment. Honestly, I was not a big fan of this segment, to be honest with you. And when Becky climbed up, honestly, I don't see her winning. Spoiler alert. But I hope the match is going to be really good at Money in the Bank, but we'll wait and see. Then we go to our champion first champ match. On one half of the Unspeed WWE Tag Team Champs, Sammy Zayn goes well with Intercontinental Champion Gunther. Match starts with a lockup. They go back for submission holds before Gunther hits an uppercut in the corner. Zayn responds with a couple of right hands and run back elbow. Sends him to the top turnbuckle face first. Giovanni Vinci makes his way down the ring on crutches as Gunther is a German suplex as we go to commercial break. We come back for break. Gunther is wearing down Sammy in the corner. Delivers a chop and sits Sammy on the top and joins him up there. He sets up for a superplex, but Sammy raises her right hands on his spine. Delivers a sun to flip for a two count. <laughs> Sammy delivers a close for Gunther. Locks in a sleeper, but Sammy escapes and lands a blue thunderbomb. Close to the top of Let's go flying, but Gunther catches up with a chop in midair. Climbs to the top of himself and delivers a splash. Ludwig Kaiser tries to interfere, but Kevin Owens beats him down. Gunther hits Owens with a big boot for Sammy. Goes flying over the top rope. Takes out Gunther. Throws him back in the ring. Hits Explorer suplex in the corner. While the referee strikes it, Finchy hits Sammy with a scratch, allowing Gunther to hit the power bomb to score the victory at 12 minutes. I thought this match ruled. I give this one 8 out of 10. 
Then after the match, appeared beats down Owens, but Matt Riddle runs down, makes a save, and he hits Finchie with one of his crutches, then attacks Gunther with it, and then Owens lays out Kaiser with a stunner. So the bait is stand tall. Then we go to our semi-main event, non-title match, NXT champion Carmelo Hayes goes one with Finn Balor. Balor trips Carmelo, then reigns with right hands, far stops in the corner, and delivers several shoulders in the midsection. Hayes comes back with a draw kick, hits it into Gary, and a double leg drop. Action spills to the outside, and Carmelo hits a crossbody over the top rope as we cut to a break. When we come back from break, Balor hits shoulders in the midsection again, falls with a chop on it. Carmelo flies by the back elbow, flat off the ropes, and delivers a splash in the corner. Balor comes with a series of stomps and a sling blade. Carmelo hits a super kick, springboard DDT, and then goes flying off the top rope. Balor ducks it away before Carmelo wolves him up for a two count. Hits a gut buster, shotgun draw kick, and then Cody Gras for the win at nine minutes and fifty seconds. Honestly, I just went six out. I wasn't a big fan of Carmelo losing here on his. Second match on the main he was on main event last October against Cedric Alexander. But honestly, I wasn't a bit I honestly this one you probably should have done like a DQ, like had Corbin come out and uh like attack Carmelo or something. But I I, I just wasn't a big fan of that part. But overall the match was good. I just went six out of ten. And then when we come back for break, we get a video recap in the beginning of Civil War between a bloodline last week on SmackDown. Then we go to main event. Cody Rose goes one with Damian Priest, who was in the men's money bank water match. Priest hits a short tag with a back elbow, but Cody Farsaw with a draw kick and vertical suplex. We see Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio centered down the ringside as Priest looks to send Cody's ankle crash in the ring post. Cody sends Priest in the ring post face first, hit Tope Suicide, frozen back in the ring where he counters Dominic and Ripley, slides back and where Priest plants him with a punch as we go to break. When we come back for break, Priest hits a Falcon Arrow, plants Cody face first, slows the close eyes, flips Cody inside, climbs to the top, but Cody joins him up there, plants for. They go back for right hands and kicks. Cody hits a power slam followed by disastrous kick, but Priest plants a face first. Cody sets up for cross voice, but Priest escapes. Then he plants Priest with a pedigree, looks to pin him, but Damian rolls out of the ring, catches with a kick. While the referee is distracted by Rhea, Dominic trips Cody as he looks for Cody Cutter. This allows Priest to hit the self of heaven for a two count. Try to go for a razor's edge, but Dominic distracts the referee. Cody sends Priest crash in the Dominic on the apron, hits a Cody Cutter, and then the crossroads. For the win at 13 minutes and 35 seconds. I give this one 6 out of 10, honestly. Not a bad match. I, I just wish Priest would stop getting pinned all the time. Then after match, Dominic blindsides Cody. The closeout this week's Raw. Overall, actually not. It wasn't too bad. I give this one 6 out of 10. Only matches I recommend checking out are the champ, the same thing Gunther match. Ricochet versus Nakamura. Carmel versus Finn. And Rhodes versus Priest. That's the only four I recommend checking out. So the money bank card on July 1st. So there's still a SmackDown, so I don't know if they'll have one more match made for a pre-show or one more, but here's the seven matches may confirm. So seven men money bank ladder match, Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Sintos Escobar, Butch, Demon Priest, and Logan Paul. Six women money bank ladder match, Shelly Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Starks, Bailey, Eos Guy, Trish Dress, Cody Rhodes going with Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins events the Worldwide Tall against Finn Balor, in the Bloodline Civil War tag match, the Bloodline, Unspeed WWE Universe Champ Roman Reigns Solo Sokoa first to Usos, Jimmy, and Jay. <clears throat> Ronda Rousey and Champ Bezer defend the women's titles against with Mark Raquel Rodriguez. And Gunther defends the Intercontinental title against Matt Riddle. So that's the money in the bank card as of right now. Like I said, SmackDown is in London tonight as recorded. So I don't know if they'll add one more match or not. But that, I think seven's good enough to be honest with you. But that was Monday Night Raw. And now we will go to. The Tuesday, June 27th shows. I'm just checking to see if NWA had a show. Yes, we okay. So, this is part two of the um, Australia, the world is of Empire Australia tour. So, this is NWA power. So, the match to show from there was no DQ match. We had Solid Mates v. Jake Taylor, six and a half minutes. In a triple threat match, non-title, we had the women's TV champ, Kenzie Page, meet Aisha and Natalia Markova, four minutes and 58 seconds. Eman Asman defeat Alex Taylor by DQ in three minutes. For the world tag team titles, the champions were belly on. Beyonce 66 and Mecca Wolf defeating the natural classics, that is Stevie and Tom Flippe. Nine minutes and 52 seconds. And the main for the junior heavyweight title, Kerry Moore defeat Eman Asman at four minutes and 55 seconds. So that was NWA. And then we will go to NXT Gold Rush Night 2. So we kick off with the women's title match. Tiffany Stratton defends against Thea Hill. Match starts with a lockup and Thea, and Thea Hill takes turns locking submissions for World Showdown as we see Char Dempsey and Drew Gugg on the ringside. 
Hale hits a draw kick that says Strand to the outside. Let's go flying up the ropes, but Strand trips her for toss her back around, hits his hangspring elbow, and a kick plants Hale as we go to commercial break. <clears throat> After the break, Hale hits a cobra against Strand, plants her face first in a pair of back elbows, and a suplex. Still her chase used Thompson and Senton. Strand sends Hale crash it into the mat and walks in a hold. Strand enters her way to the bomber as Dempsey pulls her away from her. Referee catches him doing this and Duke Hudson gets to berate him as the referee argues with Drew Gulag. Meanwhile, Hale had the Kamara lock as Shran taps up, but the referee fails to notice. So she starts arguing with him. Shran takes advantage and rolls up Hale for the win at nine minutes and eight seconds to retain the title. Not a bad opener. I just want six out of ten. That's in a match. Gulak and Dempsey are beating up Duke Hudson. Hale asks for what they're doing for. See, we we get the return of Andre Chase and Chase who takes out Gulak and Dempsey. Glad to see Andre Chase back. Then we get a video package of Eli Dragunov. Then we go back to the NXT Tag Champs Gallus book about how they're retaining the NXT Tag Titles tonight and then take care of Stacks. Then we see Idris and Ovi make happy chatter up ahead of their match against Gallus. And then we go to the trans room. We see Dave broke ice in her knee as we see Kalani Jorn, who is from NXT Level Up. From the trans room, she tells her her gymnastics pay off and told her she'll like to face whenever she heals up. And then we go to our second match, another title match of the show. For the NXT Tech Talks, Gallus defends its Idris Minofe and Malik Blade. So Mark Coffey and Malik Blade lock up against match start, and Coffey hits a short tackle before Wolfgang tags and locks up with Blade. Idris Minofe tags and doors to open the Wolfgang as Blade holds him in place, hits a boot to the face. Coffey takes back and Minofe executes an arm drag and makes a tag with the Blade. Blade hits it back up with a few chops, takes Minofe, and the challengers catch Gallus with a pair of double draw kicks. Blade takes it and sends to the top row, hits a frog splash as we see Los players watch on as we go to a commercial break. After the break, Blade hits a draw kick for Wolfgang, tags and raising right hands, tags and marking. Mark wears on Blade, takes Wolfgang back in, and Wolfgang walks in a hole before tagging Mark back in. Nofe takes and delivers a draw kick, takes on Wolfgang, hits an upper cut by Nofe, catches up with a spine blaster, and takes Blade back in. Blade and Nofe hit a double team maneuver, climbs to the top of Blade, delivers a splash, and Nofe falls over an elbow drop Go for a cover, but Wolfgang broke it up. Blade ties Wolfgang from the ropes while the referee extracted. We see Stax appears. Goes for a running uppercut on Mark, but Mark gets ducks and away stacks. Actually, he's no fate into the steel steps. He throws him back in the ring, and Gallus hits their finisher to retain the titles at 13 minutes and 18 seconds. Not a bad time magic. There's one six out of 10 as well. And after the break, Mana 4 are staying back with Mackenzie Mitchell, and she has Noam Dar about losing his Heritage Cup title. And Noam Dar says he's ready to talk, so she tries to dig deeper, but last legend Jared Jackson keeps from doing so. And puts the tag women's tag champs run around the champ players on notice. And then we have a schism family meeting. Ava Ring said she called for a family meeting because the tensions are becoming turmoil. She says the only way they'd be one again is communicate and Joe Gacy fights and do so. So Jaggery explains that Gacy promised to be better their lives when he brought him into the group, but the offset is occurring. He says himself and Riffa are starting to doubt him, and Gacy thinks Reed for his honesty. He says his trouble angers him, and while Reed has enhanced his life, he wouldn't be able to say what he did before because Fowler wouldn't let him. He says he gave both of them home. Fowler says Gacy showed him a new way by himself and re start seeing cracks as of late since the two of them have started to who they are. And Gacy questions if they're fully committed themselves in the first place. He says they're start in their shells a year ago. Then we hear the music of Diamond Mime. Bruce because they're sick of their issues. Fowler tells him he doesn't concern him and Julius Creed. Since it died after Ava hit Ivan and I with her mask several weeks ago in that six-person tag match. Julie says since it died, don't want to be here, and they don't want them here. Gacy says they'll receive another match if they want, and proposes a tag match between the Creed Brothers and Diet with the twist. The losers must leave NXT, and Julius agrees to the match, and we'll get that next week. I'll <clears throat> talk about that. For, by the way, there were spoilers, so I'll talk about the six matches. Spoiler, there were six matches, but... I'll get after his review. Then there's a video package of Bronco Nima and Luke and Price recapping their childhood for Promise to Dominate NXT. Then we go back to the Hank Walker, Tank Watcher, are talking with Scripps and Axiom before Heritage Cup champion Nathan Frazier met them. Axiom wishes Frazier good luck in his match. Scripps asks if he was into Heritage Cup, but Axiom responds he was drawn to it. Then after the break, we go to NXT champ Carmella Hayes Trip Williams as Hayes preparing for his NXT title match later. Then we see the women's world champ Rhea Ripley walks in and tells Carmella his business is now Judgment Day. Or just stay out of business, but next time he hopes so, it's going to be their business after having Rollins next week. Their third title match of the show dishonors the Heritage Cup title. Nathan Frazier defends Dragon Lee. So this defended a British round. So there's three, six three-minute rounds. And you can win by pinfall submission or count out if, if it goes to a deep, 
if someone gets DQ or knockout, it's automatically over. First one to get the two falls win. But if it goes to a draw after, let's say, whoever has the most points by the six rounds for basically wins, and or if it got it's a tiebreaker after six rounds, the champion retains. So round one, Frazier and Lee shake hands for the lockup and go back four with submission holds before Axiom comes on the ringside, then Scripps walks him back. Lee executes a snapmare and a draw kick to Frazier's head, and then lock up again before the clock runs out. Now we go to round two. Lee lands a short double. Frazier fires back with a draw kick and a chopper. Lee lands a back elbow and a dragon's good instance. Frazier on the top row hits a hurricanrod for a two. Goes for a pantor, but Frazier reverses of his own to get the win. So Frazier takes the lead after round two at one nothing. Then we go to our third round. Frazier hits a sling blade, falls with a hurricanrod, but Lee draw kicks out of the ring. Let's go fight over the top rope and levels up. We go to break. There wasn't much of basically they're trying to pin each other. Then we come back from the break. We're in round four. Frazier is a tope suicide to Lee and toss him back in the ring and hits it into Gary, but Frazier fires back with a super kick and then Lee hits a last ride to score a pin of his own. So we are tied after round four, one apiece. Now we go to the fifth and final round. Lee hits draw kick to Frazier, lands super kick, climbs the tower, but Lee mints him up there and drags him from his knee, but Frazier suplexes him in the corner as both men end up on the top rope. Lee hits a suplex, but Frazier hits suplex over Lee, plans with a power bomb. Then they go back forward, right hand, we're on each other before Frazier got one to stick for the win with one second left. So Frazier retains until around five, two to one at 13. So TV time, it went 13 minutes and two seconds, but overall, technically, if you take the commercials out, it basically went 15 minutes. I really enjoyed this one. Eight out, out since they came to the US, this is actually my favorite one. Since it came on, but so far for the U.S. side of the Harris Cup, that's my favorite, my least favorite is the Noam Dar um, Dragon Lee one. But I can't recommend this match enough. And then after the match, Fra Lee hands Fraser's cup, and they hug each other. Then we head to a video of Eddie Throw training with Gable Stevenson. Thorpe invites him to be in his corner next week when he collides with Damon Kip in their NXT Underground match, and seems to be his honor. Then we go backstage to the locker room. We see North American champ Leslie speak with Miles Bourne before most awfully interrupt him. Ollie says he called right down the middle before Tyler Bate interrupted. Bate requests a rematch, but Ollie requests he won a shot too. So both men argue before Leslie left. Then we go backstage. Mr. Stone's looking for Fawn Wagner. He finally found him. He, and Fawn says he couldn't speak with Mr. Stone after relieving his childhood drama. And then our only non Championship match of the show. Gigi Dolan goes on with Keanu James. Masters with a lock before both ladies go back for a submission holds before Dolan hits a kick on James and falls to a draw kick. Tom busts to the outside, so we go to break. When we come back for break, Dolan hits a back body drop to Keanu, but Keanu rolls out of Ray and Gigi falls her. Keanu lands a boom, tosses Gigi back in the ring, goes for a pin, but I got two count, hits a knee and falls with a kick and a pair of clotheslines. Lands a boom, but James lands a kick, grabs her purse in the corner, but the referee catches her and Dolan rests overhand and hits a crucifix driver. For the win at nine minutes and four seconds. This was okay. Honestly, I thought these two didn't have great chemistry. I thought it was kind of botchy at times. I give this one five out of ten. Then after the match, James Keanu takes out Dolan for a purse, hits the 401k, and then dumps a bunch of orange blue paint on the Dolan. And then we go to a video of Joe Coffee visiting Tony D'Angelo in prison. D'Angelo says Stax will handle things and Coffee warns in the Stax of the Mind Zone. He says Stax was one who sold him out and plays an audio clip of Stax confessing to do so last week. The other reviews said Stax released Joe last week and told him to lay low before he's done being the underboss. Then we saw a video of Blair Davenport tagging Rocks, Rocks and Brass backstage while she was doing up next on Snapchat. Then Jason James talking trash about a lot of Fakiri with Tame Pax and Brooklyn Barlow before Fakiri had nails with a foreign strike. JC was flabbergasted until Ray Ripley confirmed her that she kind of deserved it. And then we go backstage. We see Diet's bag of Ava Rain and Diet says they were frustrated by Joe Gacy making decisions for him. Diet says if Gacy does not have a strategy for him, they would make one of their own to close that same. Then our fifth and final match of the show, our final title match for the NXT title, Carmel Hayes defends against Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin bring back his Lone Wolf theme song. Honestly, I wish it was end of days, but I can't fully complain. It's better than that stupid rinky-dink. Uh, jackpot music. So match starts with a lockup. Then Corbin chucks Carmel into the corner, playing some. But Hayes comes with a co breaker, comes to the top row as Corbin slides out of the ring. And Carmel hits his splash. We've got a break after the break. Corbin dumps Hayes out of the ring and hit kicked to his head. But Corbin dumps over the barricade. Carmel reigns her right and left hands. But Corbin lands a boob that turns Carmel inside out, toss him back in the ring, reigns over hammer and naval elbows. Then one to a spine. Carmel comes back with a draw kick into Gary Boots in the midsection for Corbin lands a backbreaker and an elbow and delivers a right hand to his head. And Series of elbow strikes. 
I'm going to get to close on for Hayes. Sends to the top row and hits a frog splash, falls up a fadeaway, and a coat breaker. Then it's bringing board DDT. He goes back up to the top rope, goes flying, but Corbin ducks it away and gets Hayes on his shoulders. Finds with a Death Valley driver and a chokeslam backbreaker combination for the action spills to the outside. And Carmelo sends Corbin in the ranks have shoulder first. Corbin power bumps Carmelo on top of the announce table, wears him down for a thousand back in the ring for it. Goes for a pin, but only got two count. Corbin reigns on right hands, and Carmelo delivers the knee to Corbin's midsection, delivers the second one to his head, and runs the ropes. But Corbin catches him with a deep six for a two count. Goes for end of days, but Carmelo escapes, sends his face, bounces off the top rope. He climbs the top rope up and hits the nothing button head to retain a towel at 16 minutes and 32 seconds. This action was really enjoyable. I just went seven out of 10. And then we go back to history to Braun Breaker. Richardson on Michael's office as he yells at him to figure out. <laughs> figure it out and the camera asks what it's about and Braun says he'll find a, a lot of everyone else next week then throws the camera down and close up night two of Gold Rush overall I really enjoyed this episode I overall score I just won 7 out of 10 only matches I regret to go is the Heritage Cup title and the XC title matches that's the only two I recommend so next week next, I'll talk about the confirmed non-spoiler one first before there so the ones we were in it was the NXT underground match 84 for Damon Kemp tag team loser leave the NXT match Kree Brothers versus the Dyad Roxanne Press versus Blair Davenport, and Mustafa Ali goes one with Tyler Bay. The other two matches they did add to the NXT for the 4th of July was Kylie Jordan versus Tane Paxley and Larry Forgare versus JC Jane. So that's the basically that was the only two other that was really the spoilers there, but that was uh, NXT. And now we will go to Wednesday. Wednesday, June 28th, where we have Dynamite. So we had John Moss defeating Tomorichi, 15 minutes and 10 seconds. In trios, actually, International Champion Orange Cassidy, Keefe, El Fijo, Dave Fikingo, defeating JS's Andrew Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Matt Menard, 13 minutes and 12 seconds. More trios, actually, this up is the Humbucks, Hangman Adam Page, and the Young Bucks, defeating the Dark Order, Alex Rouse, even on John Silver, 13 minutes and 48 seconds. Ruby Soho defeating Alexa Nicole, 2 minutes and 8 seconds. This was supposed to be a the final uh, women's quarterfinal match on a hard cup, but Bert Baker was sick, so that got pushed back to the first Dynamite of July. July 5th. And then the main tornado tag team match, Darby Allen and Sting defeating the late sex gods, Chris Jericho and Samuel Guevara, 12 minutes and 55 seconds. That was Dynamite. And the close of this week's show, we will... And with the Thursday, June 29th shows... So we kick it off for the X Division title. The champion Chris Saban defeating Trey Miguel by disqualification. Nine minutes thirty-three seconds. Where we saw the return of Zachary Wentz. So the Rascals has been reformed in impact. Then we saw Trinity defeating Jay Fidel at five minutes and twelve seconds. Leo Rush making an impact debut defeating Jack Price three minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Master Slimovich defeating Nugget Side Champ Kyla King eight minutes and nine seconds. In the main event match, Kenny King defeating Yuya Mora. But the main event of the show was Nichols Spring White tag Alex Shelley. And that basically led to them brawling. Chris A makes it, but Leo Rush uh, and Nicholas later in the morning, so machine guns. So next week, the only two matches made is Jonathan Gresham versus Angels and Eddie Edwards versus Frank Kassarian. And so first we made so far, we have Alex Shelley defending the Impact Wall title against Nick Aldis. Dion Prost defends the Nogget against Trinity. Scott Demore and PCO first Bully Ray and Steve Macklin. We have a Fatal 4 match for the Impact Wall tag team titles. ABC, Ace Austin, Chris Bay defends Self-culture, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, Sammy Callan and Richmond and Moose and Brian Myers, and a Fatal Four Way Exhibition Talent Number Contenders Ultimate X Match. Johnson Gresham, Angels, Mike Bailey, and Kushia and Kevin Knight are the five men in the Ultimate X match. So that's the matches made so far. But that is impact. And if we go to main event, we have Katan Chance defeating Emma at five minutes and twenty-nine seconds. And JD McDonald defeating Paul Cruz in a rematch from last week's main event at seven minutes and thirty-six seconds. So that was main event. And then we will go to Ring of Honor episode 18. So we kick it off with Tax Mansion, Late Fashion, and Ganabe, Jurisco, and Preston Fans, defeat Mark Wheeler and Figram Pichard, 2 minutes and 17 seconds. Tax Match with the Righteous Dutch, Dutch and Vincent defeating the Dark Orders, Alex Rounds, and John Silver, 5 minutes and 31 seconds. Demonted defeating Lilo Gray, 6 minutes and 4 seconds. <clears throat> Excuse me, eight men tied to match with Ring of War, Walt Tatch, and Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix, Timo El Hijo, defeat Kingo, and Commander, defeating the Workhorseman, Anthony Henry, J. Drake, Shane Taylor, and Greg A. Loco, nine minutes and one second. Tag to match in Big Bill and Lee Moriarty, defeating Cara, and I do apologize for Butcher's name, Tyrick. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong, so I do apologize. Three minutes and 22 seconds. 
for the six-man tag team titles, the champions, the embassy, Brian Cage, Talia, and Khan defeat let's again always stay opponents. Bushi, Hiron Takashi, and Shingo Takagi, seven minutes and forty-six seconds to retain the titles. El Desperado defeat Willow Mac. Nine minutes and four seconds. Tag team matchup where Punky Vice, Rocky Mario, and Trimpera defeating Show and Yujiro Takahashi of House of Torture. Eight minutes and 53 seconds. Six man tag team action. Action Drake, Christopher Daniels, and Darius Martin defeat United Empires, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and TJP. Eight minutes and 13 seconds. First of two program matches. This is from the women's division. Women's champion Athena defeating Casey Spinelli. Two minutes and 41 seconds. So the rules of program matches. Either if you get up, you have to win or survive the 10 minute time limit draw, you get a title shot. And from the men's side, this is for the, the on the men's side, we have the Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castanelli defeat Chuck Taylor, 5 minutes and 28 seconds. So it's Ring of Honor. And to close up this week's episode, we will end with MLW Fusion. So we kick it off with Mini Milan defeating Clara Carras, 4 minutes and 21 seconds. And a strap match, Shane Madonna defeating Miss Warner, 9 minutes 46 seconds. And the 2023 Battle Ride winner, Else King defeating Shayer Erie, 7 minutes and 17 seconds. So that is the show for this week, guys. I'll be back on Sunday with John. Hopefully, top of the show from Friday, June 30th for Sunday, July 2nd. So stay safe, guys. Have a great weekend and stay safe.